Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 23 of the Lacrosse Word Podcast. Uh, today here with me, I have Brother Brandon Grover. How are you doing today, Brother Grover? Good, thanks. Excited to be on your podcast. <laughs> 23 is my favorite number. Awesome. So, no, just kidding. It's really not, but I think <laughs> I'd tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, that can work for this episode. Well, we'll say that. <laughs> Wasn't it Michael Jordan's number? I'm, I'm, I don't follow basketball, so... Uh, yeah. <laughs> He may have been uh, 32. Those who are um, Jordan fans are going to laugh at me. It was tw- 23 or 32, one or the other. <laughs> sure. Um, so getting right into the questions, uh, what motivates and inspires you? Why do you get up in the morning? Okay, so it depends on the day. Um, and that's a loaded question. So sometimes I get up because if I lay too long, I start having pain. <laughs> so, so not wanting to have pain, that will get me up. But most mornings, it's um, because I have to get up early for work. Um, I usually have to be to work between oh six thirty and seven, and so I have to get up so I can be to work on time. Sure. Uh, in your life, how have you confirmed the teachings and doctrine of the church? Yeah. So um, I see that as I live the gospel, that I am a happy person, and that Heavenly Father blesses me. And so I see a lot of people at work who have lived a hard life um, for lots of different reasons, but, um, but there's definitely a toll that's taken when you're not living the principles of the gospel. And um, when you're living the gospel, even though you're, I mean, you're still going to have hard times and trials and challenges, but I think you're, at least my ability to get through those has been um, significantly enhanced. Um, because I have the gospel in my life. And so it's really a daily thing that as I live the gospel, I just really feel the blessings of Heavenly Father. Sure. I, I like that. That's a good, that's a good motive to live the gospels that it brings you joy. I like that. Uh, genealogy is important in the church. What do you know about your name and family history? Right. So, you know, I, I listen to your podcast and my, I'm always thinking, oh, I should go look at more about my family. So when Sam <laughs> asked me that I have all this stuff, um, but I never did that. So I'm going to have to just go <laughs> based off of what I know and not what I recently looked up. So um, the Grover name um, has actually, it's actually been, it's mentioned in the Doctrine and Covenants. Um, so as far as like church history goes, it's been around since early days of the church. There was a Thomas Grover, I think he was called um, to be like in that, one of the early high councils. And so his name is in there. Um, and there, there's... But before that, I think they came from England area. But uh, on my mother's side, her last name is uh, Rower, and she was actually, so I'm half German. She was born um, in Germany, and when she was five years old, um, she immigrated to the United States. Um, Her mother actually left her father behind because he had not joined the church and, um, and had no interest, and she came with her older siblings, all but the very oldest son. Um, who stayed in Germany, but they all came to the United States and settled in um, Illinois. So kind of in the Midwest, close to where we are here. Sure. Very cool. Uh, I have like two weeks of German under my belt now uh, in high school. So oh, that's good for you. like sehr gut, right? Sehr gut um, there'll be like, yeah, <laughs> there'll be like three people in the board that understand what I just said, but um, I know. I'm I'm counting on Nick Leyland right now to pull through. <laughs> there you go. He so had I a took German. 
I took German in school because of, um, you know, that my heritage coming from Germany. But uh, I don't want to pop your bubble or anything, but I wish I would have <laughs> taken Spanish because, <laughs> <laughs> because I would use Spanish way more than I have ever used German. <laughs> maybe, maybe this is a sign right now for me. <laughs> <laughs> but I was hopeful, like I really wanted to go on my mission to Germany and I got called to California speaking oh. English so I <laughs> maybe, maybe there are some Germans in California <laughs> yeah um but I never spoke German <laughs> <laughs> uh what is one thing that you would say is unique about you I honestly don't feel like there's much unique about me I think I'm just kind of a average person um I, th- I don't know I'm a fairly quiet guy. I guess one thing unique is in my profession as a surgeon, surgeons have a typical stereotype of being, you know, kind of cocky and overbearing. And when I decided to go into surgery, um, a lot of people said, you don't have the right personality to be a surgeon. You're too nice. (laughs) And so, so I broke the mold of, of my profession and decided to be a nice person. (laughs) Sure. (laughs) That's if you're if you're gonna do it sometime. That's that's a good place to to break that. So right, <laughs> sure. Um. So then on to our rapid fire questions. Uh, if you could serve a mission anywhere in the world, where would it be? Point in my life, I'd probably enjoy um, going to one of the church history sites. And and being a guide at one of those, um, either you know, Nauvoo is pretty, a pretty cool place, but there are even you know out in Ohio or New York, church history sites. So yeah, I think that's what I'd choose to do. When I was younger, I wanted to go overseas and travel and that type of stuff. But as I get that's older, I'm more content to stay local. <laughs> uh, would you say you have a favorite word? Yeah, my favorite word is cicatrix. Cicatrix? Cicatrix. You're going to have to look that one up. I I will have to look that one up. Isn't that fun you... to say, though? Everybody who's <laughs> listening, say it out loud. Say cicatrix. It is cicatrix. Do you do you perhaps know the definition of cicatrix? I do. Um, it, it's to uh, kind of tighten or cinch down. So if you think of like a circle, as you tighten it or cinch it down like a sack, maybe you can tighten it up. I am in a geometry class and I will I will try and find a way to use that word sometime and people will look at me probably give me some like, looks what? but <laughs> I'll just look at them and say cicatrix and right. I'll feel super cool but <laughs> <laughs> uh, what's a place you've been that you would recommend to others um one of my favorite, like as a youth growing up, we did a backpacking trip in Yosemite National Park out in California, and that was just super cool. It was very majestic. Um, so I, if you haven't been out to Yosemite National Park, that's worth putting on your bucket list. My kids haven't been there. I haven't been back since I was like 16 years old. <laughs> uh, if you had to play one sport, what would it be? Golf. I, so I recently I started playing a little bit of golf and I'm horrible at it. <laughs> but when 
I play I, once in a while, I'll get like a pretty good shot. And I'm like, Oh, that was a good hit. And that's like enough to just keep me going back. So if I could be good at it, because golf, you can play your whole life. Like there's old people and you probably think I'm old. And sometimes I feel old, but <laughs> there's like older people than me that, that play golf. And I want to call Lynn Burbach old because he's not that old, right? In the late eighties, but he, you know, up until recently, he would go out and play golf quite frequently. So wow. You can play golf for a long time. So maybe I should start like getting invested in golf. You you so, should because you get I'm sure you can play it forever. But when you're horrible <laughs> like me, you may not want to because it's a little embarrassing. <laughs> uh, in order, what cities have you lived in? Okay, so get ready here. So this is quite a list. So I was born in Tooele, Utah, and then we moved to Sparks, Nevada, and then I moved to Reno, Nevada, which is they're kind of the same, like metro area um so from reno i moved to ellensburg washington and that's where i did my school college and then i uh in fact sister whitney taught at central washington university and that's where i did my college just as a fun fact and then i went on my mission to northern california and spent a lot of time um up in the napa valley and out in california and then i went back to ellensburg to finish college and then I uh, moved to Kansas City, Missouri to go to medical school. And then, um, in fact, that's where I met Clarissa. So um, that was fun. And then we, uh, we got married and then we moved to Biloxi, Mississippi. And I was in the Air Force at Keesler Air Force Base. In fact, Brother Franson spent time in Biloxi, if, as you recall. Mm-hmm. And then we spent some time in Miami, Florida, because we got knocked out of Mississippi by Hurricane Katrina. And then we um, moved to Dayton, Ohio. We lived in a place called Centerville, which is just a suburb of Dayton. And then we went to Korea, um, Yongsan area. Actually, it was um, Osan, Korea. It's south of Seoul. And then we came to La Crosse, Wisconsin. And that was our first introduction to La Crosse. We spent a year here. And then we went back to Dayton, Ohio, and we lived in a place called Fairborn. And uh, then I spent six months in Iraq. And then after leave, and then when I came back, we ended up moving back to La Crosse. Wow, so we've been here have... for almost 10 years now. <laughs> that must have been quite the transition from coming to Korea and then to La Crosse. Like, I think if I were in that position, I'd be disappointed with like lacrosse. Oh, we <laughs> I feel like it. it's it such a simpler, simpler life than maybe what, <laughs> what's happening in Korea. <laughs> yeah, there was more hype. Um, my parents would um, like send me messages and say, did you hear about this happening in Korea? You know, because of North Korea and all this. And we're, we're like, there's more hype in, in the news in the United States than there actually is in Korea. <laughs> <laughs> But um, Korea is a beautiful country, but it does smell bad because they make oh. a lot of kimchi and kimchi is kind of smelly. Oh, I've always wanted to try kimchi, though. I'm so intrigued and it, I have no base to. Oh, to some people right love it. Say. Some people really like it. It's spicy. It's like um, fermented cabbage with really good spice on it. Sure. So. <laughs> uh, what's a time when you've laughed really hard? Um, who, let's see, usually it has to do with just watching our kids and they just are goofy and I can't think of like a specific event or anything, but just 
hanging out with the kids and just watching how crazy they are and how silly they are. Sure. We, we tend to do a lot of laughing in our home. <laughs> um, so you said you've been in the area for like 10, 10-ish years. Uh, what's your favorite activity to do uh, in the lacrosse on Alaska area? Um, avoid the really cold weather and the really hot <laughs> weather. <laughs> <laughs> we, we actually, so we've had some pretty fun camping trips in the region, some of the state parks. There's like Whitewater State Park and Wildcat State Park and um, Devil's Lake State Park. So those are some pretty fun camping sites we've, we've done that are cool. And all of those have some decent hiking trails. Sure. So that's probably the, the fun thing. We recently got some kayaks and we took them. We've only taken them out once. <laughs> <laughs> so we need to use those more often. When you started by saying, like, avoiding the really cold weather and then avoiding the really hot weather, the, like, last thing I was expecting for you to say is is something outdoors. <laughs> like, well, we hate the extreme weather, but oh. we love camping. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, there's there's at least two weeks during the year where it's decent, you know. <laughs> as long as you pick those right two weeks, you're golden. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what's a positive childhood memory that you have? Oh, let's see. Okay, so kind of a fun one. Um, I grew up in a very loving home. I have um, an older sister and two younger brothers and kind of traditional family with a mom and dad and really no major drama um, with our siblings. In fact, we still get along today, which is pretty amazing. But uh, kind of a fun memory is around Christmas time. There was one year where um, we lived in a, an old home and the floors were really squeaky. And my sister and I, like a couple months before Christmas, decided um, we were going to try to sneak out of our bedroom, like in the middle of the night to try to see what Santa brought, right? And, and my bedroom was at the end of the hall, right past my parents' bedroom. And then my sister's room was right in front of theirs. And so for me to sneak down the hall... Um, I had to walk past my parents' bedroom. But when you walk down the hall, the floors squeaked. They creaked. And so my sister and I spent like hours and hours mapping out the floor so we could carefully walk and not make any squeaks on the floor. And I don't even remember if we actually got up Christmas night and actually went out. We probably fell asleep and woke up in the morning. <laughs> but we, I just remember like we prepared to to sneak out and spend all this time getting ready for that. <laughs> we don't have a consistent enough floor to be able to map out, um, but it doesn't happen enough where we know where to step and where not to step. So we just live life casually. And then every once in a while, there'll be this really loud, horrendous creep that comes out from the floor. And, right. And um... it makes it hard to sneak around. Sure. You exactly, don't know what's going right? to happen. <laughs> Uh, what is your go-to seat in the chapel? So actually, I was um, the second counselor in the bishopric for a while, and I loved sitting on the stand because I liked being able to look out and see everybody. And so I think it's fun to sit on the stand. If, if, it, if it involves having to give a talk, then no thank you. <laughs> <laughs> but if I can just sit up there, that's like the, the perfect seat. The, uh, what, where we normally sit is wherever my wife makes us sit. So that, she usually likes to sit towards the front and so and we usually sit kind of 
somewhere in the center section to, up towards the front. Um, so I, I let her be the boss of where we sit now. Sure. Because <laughs> if it was me, I'd probably sit in the back so I could I could still watch people from the back, oh. though. It's, it's better watching people from the front. But. Sure. Uh, if you could start a business, what would you sell? Ice cream. <laughs> I'd have an ice cream shop. That, it would that be was dangerous, a though. Answer. <laughs> oh, yeah, this is definitely. We talk about it. Um, about when I retire, maybe I need to find some touristy area and um, and sell ice cream. And Daisy wants to sell hot chocolate. So it would be the cow's meow. The cow's meow. That is we sell quite ice a- cream and hot chocolate. <laughs> sure. <laughs> we talk about doing shaved ice in our family. That's the mm-hmm. same thing. Um, right. Because that's so a good. big thing out West is the shaved ice. But they have, they have the double business out there too, where in the off seasons where they can't sell ice cream, they sell the warm sort of foods. So I think you're on to something there. I, I think right? this is a potentially going further. <laughs> uh, would you rather live urban or rural? Um, you make it like one or the other, but so I don't really, I, I like suburban. So I like the convenience of a city, but I, don't, I hate traffic. So I don't want to be in traffic. Um, <laughs> so my question for you is, do you consider lacrosse rural? We live in a rural area, sort of like we just have very nice open space. Um, we're very close to country roads and everything. Um, but I'd say lacrosse as a city and what people consider more of lacrosse. I mean, we're in Shelby, so it's not really yeah. lacrosse, but I would say lacrosse in general is pretty urban. I, okay, because for, for most people, lacrosse is very rural, it's a very yeah. small community. So if you came from Chicago or Seattle or DC, <laughs> this is a rural community. So for me, this is the perfect size community. About 100,000 people in the area, low crime, low traffic. And so, and I guess my goal when we built is I wanted to be able to take, if I you know, wanted to, I could throw a rock and not hit a house next to me. So if I stood on my front porch and I could throw a rock in any direction outside of my own house, I didn't want to be able to hit another house. Sure. So that kind of sounds rural, huh? <laughs> that's that's a pretty interesting way to decide what property you're going to take up. But <laughs> right, and so we live on a corner, and so in probably twenty more years, I won't be able to throw a rock far enough to get off my property. But right now, I probably could. <laughs> sure. Well, I mean, if if you were golfing that rock, then you mm. could probably take it for years, you know, since it's such an aged game, you know. <laughs> right, but the problem is, if I were to hit like a golf ball it'd probably actually hit the house because it would go backwards <laughs> <laughs> oh goodness you sound so skilled i'm like <laughs> by that level <laughs> uh if you start in a movie what genre would it be action action movie. i like action movies so a good movie has to have an explosion oh, so definitely. my wife makes fun of me because that for me a good movie needs an explosion in it are you a fan of Nicolas Cage movies then? I like his movies, yeah. <laughs> I feel like yeah. the definition of a Nicolas Cage movie is like there's usually some large explosion and half the time something is on fire. Um, <laughs> right? And See, that's, that's got to be a good movie then. Yeah. Nicolas Cage, that's how he likes to do it. So if you're a fan of right? explosions, maybe there's, <laughs> there's some stuff in there. <laughs> uh, 
if you had to live in one decade forever, what decade would you choose? Okay, so I would choose a thousand years from now and live in the future. And the reason I would pick a thousand years is because I would think that that would hopefully be in the millennium. And and there would hopefully be at least some greater semblance of peace on this earth than what we're experiencing <laughs> now. Sure. I have never gotten an answer, I don't think, yet of a future time or specifically future. that far into the future. Yeah. Um, I think everyone's gone in the past, so you thought outside the box this time, and now right. people are going to maybe broaden their answers. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Have you ever played a musical instrument? It depends what you consider a musical instrument. So I can turn the radio on, oh, okay. and if you consider playing the radio a musical instrument, then yes. I That's... think what I'm going to like consider a minimum is a nose flute. I think like that is the a minimum. nose flute a nose flute yes I, i'm not familiar with that oh okay <laughs> i've heard it's of a, a kazoo oh kazoo okay so it's like a kazoo for your nose but you just use nose air instead of mouth air wow so. that could get sticky <laughs> <laughs> so when i was a little kid i took piano lessons from an aunt of mine for maybe six months at tops and so that's the closest I got to playing an instrument. <laughs> um, um, yeah. I mean, from what, what you remember, what did you enjoy most about that experience? Or do you not remember enough? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know that I enjoyed it. I think that's why I stopped so quickly. <laughs> sure. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, wish I knew how to play piano or an instrument but it just didn't sure. and it's too late now right like oh, well. it's just <laughs> now i'm just old and it, it's too late to learn it's it's just golfing just focus <laughs> i gotta thing. focus think, on that yeah because if i take up the piano you're exactly <laughs> that i'm never gonna get a golfing if i start playing the piano you cannot be good at both when you're my age okay that's not true <laughs> <laughs> uh what are some of your current hobbies um golf <laughs> <laughs> i'm horrible at that, my hobbies so uh, i like to tinker and um like if there's something broken I'll, i'm not afraid to like take it apart and try to fix it and work on it um and so i kind of do that around the house a little bit um really my hobbies lately have been just being a dad and trying to raise good kids and spending time with them, even though I don't spend as good a time with them. Um, sure. I do spend time reading and I usually read more like youth novels, fantasy stuff um, because it's clean. Sure. So when I read adult, adult fiction after they start swearing and like I can handle a swear word or two, but then it, I find them like I can't take it anymore. So. <laughs> sure. But the youth literature is usually pretty clean. Yeah. That is also my mom's favorite uh, sort of literature. And she has like a master's in in that sort of stuff. So, I mean, if that makes right? you feel any better about your book choice, then I, well, mean, I should get her, I should get some suggestions from her <laughs> sure. so I can, you know, get the good book. She has this big, she loved this book. It was called like Her Majesty's Dragon or something. And I've heard of that. I think my kids have maybe so read that. Yeah, so we we had to get it for her because um, 
it like ran out on her online book stuff. So I don't know. She really enjoyed that though, um, and said she'd recommend it definitely. So awesome. Matt, All sure. right, I'll have to look it up. Sure. Yeah, my Clarissa is a, a heavy reader, and my girls are big readers, so I usually just go off of their recommendations. Sure. <laughs> uh, do you have any fun traditions? So we have lots of traditions around the holidays. Um, some of the fun ones that we do is uh, when we were in Korea, we ran into a guy who was there without his family, and he had a tradition of going out for Mexican food on Christmas Eve. And so on the base, they had a Taco Bell. And so a bunch of people from the branch met with him, like surprised him and met him at Taco Bell and had um, Mexican. That's not really Mexican food, but <laughs> that's the best we had in Korea. <laughs> and so we, we went to talk about him. But ever since then, we've gone out to Mexican restaurants on Christmas Eve. And one other time, it was actually when we lived here, we hit Taco Bell again because that's the only place that we could find open because it was like four o'clock christmas eve and like every other restaurant was closed but taco bell was open so we're like oh no back to taco bell on christmas eve so that's been fun um we generally love to have the missionaries over at our house on christmas day so for the all of you in the ward the grovers claim christmas day to have the missionaries over. so there might be some competition going on mm-hmm. now if you announce that right there sure. are so just get in line and you can have them for new year's sure <laughs> and then another fun this is kind of a fun tradition on um so march 14th we have pie night so 3.14 one five one six something 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 but we do pie night and that's kind of fun and then on April Fool's Day, April 1st, Clarissa does a really fun dinner for the kids where they get a sheet of paper and they have, and it's, we do like a four course meal. So we have like 16 items and, um, and you just have to write the number down and you get four numbers for each course. And so you pick, you know, whatever random numbers you want. And then every item has an, a number assigned to it. And so you start out with a plate and that's all you start with. And you don't even have to do that, but the plate is given. So you might get like ice cream, gravy, um, like ranch dressing and ice for your first course, you know, cause you don't know what you're guessing. Everything has something to sign. Sure. And so by the end of it, then you get everything and you have to at least try one bite of everything before you can get your next course. <laughs> Sure. <laughs> so it's kind of fun. Sounds interesting. <laughs> yeah. Um, back to like your your Mexican food comment. This last New Year's, we were uh, with family out west, and we just wanted a tamale for for New Year's. Mm-hmm. And it turns out that in Idaho, it's a really big thing for everyone to go get tamales, and people love that. So On we New showed up just for an innocent, yeah, for an innocent tamale. And there was a line of 20 people. Um, <laughs> You're like, what is place. going on here? Yep. So <laughs> that, I mean, it's better than Taco Bell, at least, you know, but. <laughs> Definitely. Sure. Yeah. If you could get like a food truck or something, like a Mexican food truck, you might be able to get a good tomorrow. Sure. <laughs> uh, what's one life lesson that you've learned? Um, probably to just treat others kindly. Um, that, yeah, that, you know, people do things that maybe bother you and you don't know why, but if you can treat them kindly, 
be nice to others and give people the benefit of the doubt. I think that's an important lesson. Sure. Uh, so you talked a bit about like camping and favorite state parks. Um, do you have a favorite state park? So my favorite state park in Wisconsin um, is up at the Apostle Islands. So if you have not been up there, it is 100% worth making the five to six hour trip to northern <laughs> Wisconsin to check out the Apostle Islands. Um, sure. We went to, we, we camped on Madeline um, Island. There's a state park there that we went camping on for a week and it was just a blast. And so it's beautiful up there. And uh, even if you haven't heard of it, just Google up the Apostle Islands and look at the pictures and it'll totally make you want to go up there. And you can do winter or summer. We did we did summer. I'd love to go back because in winter they have the ice caves and stuff. But then we went summer and it was fantastic. Goodness, I'm googling it now. You intrigued me. Oh, oh totally. If you haven't been there, just look at the pictures. It is wow. gorgeous. I'm like, this is in Wisconsin. I was shocked. <laughs> oh, completely I, I shocked. Mean, I'm definitely going to recommend this to to someone else too. That is that, that seems very very nice. Yeah, you have to do a boat tour to, you know, go out to all, sure. all that. And if you're really adventurous, you can actually, like, canoe or kayak and camp out on these different islands. Sure. Um, There's a picture here of people kayaking, so. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. We had smaller kids with us, so we did not do that. But. Sure. <laughs> um, if you could speak one language, what would it be? Um, besides English, I would pick Spanish just because I would use it uh, – you know, at work, there's enough uh, Spanish-speaking people that I'd actually be able to use it. Sure. Uh, spicy or mild food? Definitely spicy. <laughs> now, some people are like, the hotter, the better. I don't really feel that way. Like, ghost pepper, I'll, you know, I don't mind trying it. But but I like a good spice, but you can still taste flavors and other things. I don't want it to burn my tongue off spice. Uh, sure. <laughs> but I definitely like the hot and spicy so Clarissa makes, um, we grow a garden so we can make our own salsa. It's kind of our, our garden is really for salsa. And she adds a lot of jalapenos and it's really good. It's, for some people, it's too spicy. For me, it's just right. <laughs> so if you guys want to try a good salsa, good stop salsa. by the Grover's house. We'll let you try some homemade salsa. <laughs> I feel like in Midwestern families, there's a lot of salsa competition. And we just need to like settle this in our award and get a salsa like everyone brings some salsa competition and that we should great. yeah yeah and i don't like pico de gallo like i don't oh. like chunky salsa it has to be it, it needs to be no like non-chunky because i don't like tomatoes and i don't like onions and i don't like anything that goes in salsa but i love salsa <laughs> you just spoke some very controversial controversial words right there um i know it's like the but the ingredients by themselves yeah. are just terrible but when you put them all in together, minus the onions, it's fantastic. Oh, no, the onions are necessary. Mm. I don't, <laughs> I think contraire. the onions need to be in there. <laughs> I think that's like the definition of salsa. Is that no, you, then you got to just make them so ground up that you can't even, you don't have the nasty little onion crunch. Okay, we're going to move on. Um, <laughs> I don't, I, 
I'm trying to use your life lessons here and try and give you the benefit of the doubt, but it's <laughs> right. So I've got to tell you that when I met Clarissa, she didn't like onions either. So the most superficial reason that I fell in love with her is because neither one of us liked onions. It's but as time has gone on, she started to like onions more. So oh. that's danger. Okay. <laughs> uh, is there a current celebrity you would like to meet? Chuck Norris. Chuck Norris. What sure. would you say to Chuck Norris? Hiya. No. Um, <laughs> like, you want to fight? Fight me. No. <laughs> Do you really want to ask Chuck Norris if he wants to fight? I don't, <laughs> I don't know how well that's going to turn out for you. <laughs> Not very good. <laughs> No, I don't know what I'd ask. I'd just probably say hi. I'm I'm not much into celebrities. So <laughs> sure. my uh, my brother named his dog Chuck Norris, and they just were here a couple of days ago. They were moving, and so Chuck Norris was in our house. But he's the little <laughs> dog Chuck Norris. <laughs> uh, did you like lead people on? You're like, guess who's back at my house? Chuck, Chuck Norris. Norris. No, I should have. Yeah. Unfortunately. <laughs> Our little rat dog, Boo Radley, um, who is a little 10-pound dog, was totally yippy and snappy and thinks he's the boss and totally scared Chuck Norris. <laughs> and Chuck Norris wouldn't even, he was like, he wouldn't run, he wouldn't, he's just like a statue. Breeze up. It was sad. <laughs> we felt so bad for Chuck Norris. If someone listened to like these 10 seconds out of context, they'd just hear like this 10-pound dog just scared the crap out of Chuck Norris and like <laughs> that'd be awesome. <laughs> um, do you have a favorite cereal? Um, I eat cereal almost every day for breakfast. That's my go-to breakfast. So I like a lot of cereals. One of my favorites is Cocoa Pebbles. But I only get that on Sunday because that's a sugar cereal. And so our kids <laughs> don't get sugar cereals except for Sunday morning. We and have the, kid, the, the kids meaning me too. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Uh, we have a rule in our household. I think, it, I mean, we don't usually eat cereal, but when we're shopping, if it's over 11 grams, it's a no go. You could not have a cereal with over 11 grams of sugar in it. Right. And yeah. so it know, gets tricky. I'm just looking forward to when I move out and I'm going to have cereal that has like 12 grams of sugar in it and right well come to our house on sunday morning okay and you can have some sugar cereal yeah (laughs) i'll I'll just sneak out i'll find a way right i really like uh, granola um homemade granola is really good i can rarely get clarissa to make it and (laughs) i haven't decided myself to make it yet so but homemade granola is pretty tasty granola is solid yes uh and i think that's healthy Oh, definitely. I mean, that's more healthy yeah. than cereal over 11 grams of sugar, but... <laughs> Healthier than cocoa, Christy. Sure. <laughs> um, do you have a favorite dessert? I mean, ice I cream. think these cocoa pebbles... Ice cream. Count, but... <laughs> no, ice cream. Ice cream. Although, I, maybe I could put cocoa pebbles in ice cream. Ooh. I bought myself an ice cream maker for Father's Day, like one of the oh. types that has, like, the... that freezes itself and stuff. Sure. And I might have to do that. Cocoa yeah. Krispies in my Last we... week we made nutty coconut and it was Ooh, fantastic. That sounds really good. We enjoy the uh, occasional banana and raspberry ice cream. Um, mm, have you made banana ice cream? 
We have, yes. Oh, yeah. I've got to get your recipe, guys. Just in Hawaii for a work <laughs> meeting. So I have to go to Hawaii for work. So that's my excuse. But at the restaurant I ate at, they had a banana almond ice cream. And I'm like, oh, I usually don't like a lot of fruit in my ice cream. But the waiter said, no, it's good. So I got it. It was so good. So it was fantastic. I love how the, the topic of that last sentence was not about how you went to Hawaii for a work thing, but that uh, you had some ice cream there that was banana flavored. It's really good ice cream. That's <laughs> well, what made it a good trip. It's the highlight, it's the highlight of the trip. <laughs> That's good. Totally was. <laughs> Uh, then for our last question, if you had to recommend any icebreaker question, what would it be? Yeah. So my icebreaker question is what is your favorite card or board game that you think most other people have, have not heard of? So you can't say like Monopoly because that's a boring game anyway. Um, you have to come up with like your favorite one that's like not super common. Sure. Let me write that down. Um, that's a good one. I don't. I don't understand the hype behind Monopoly. I've I've never really got it. It drives me crazy. Well, <laughs> it, it, it's a, well, because we tried to play with our kids, but inevitably someone just storms off mad, or 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 it takes so long you can never get through a game. Oh goodness, I don't know if I've ever completed a game of Monopoly. I don't know if anybody ever has. <laughs> Maybe that should be the icebreaker question. <laughs> Maybe you should ask: Has anybody ever completed a full game of Monopoly? I'm gonna without, I'm, without cheating. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm gonna submit a forum that I'll like post links at the church and ask if anyone <laughs> ever has. Uh, so then, from Brother Fauché, uh last week. He wanted to know like what tool would be best for getting to the North Pole, but I modified it just a tiny bit. Um, so I have, if you're stuck in the North Pole, what three items would you want to bring with you? Okay, I like the first one. What tool to get to the North Pole? I would say like an airplane. <laughs> Dang it. Um, <laughs> oh, <goodness>. <laughs> let's see. Um, if I'm stuck in the North Pole, what three tools would I want? There's three items. It could be three items. items. Yeah, whatever. Can I can I have Chuck Norris with me? Yes, you can have Chuck Norris with <laughs> or me. MacGyver, or MacGyver, maybe MacGyver. Have you heard of MacGyver? He could... Of course I've heard of MacGyver. <laughs> Good for you. I don't yeah, know if my kids have. Okay, three so, items. My question, though, is would you want Chuck Norris's in Chuck Norris or Chuck Norris's in the dog? <laughs> Not the dog. Okay. <laughs> we need to clarify now which Not Chuck the... Norris you're referring to. <laughs> I need a survivalist with me. <laughs> Um, I would probably want three items. Let's say, can they be magical items? Sure. <laughs> I'll, I'll make that exception. This is only a question up for one week, so have right. whatever you want. How about the Elder Wand from Harry Potter? I could probably do a lot of good magic with that. I might kill myself. Ooh, that could be dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see. No, in real, I'd, I'd want... Um, some really warm, dry clothes. I'd want a warm shelter and I'd want a way to contact help to get out of there. <laughs> sure. Okay. So are those, are those all magical items or are you like <laughs> no, actual items no. that just perform that? No, function? those would be actual <laughs> items. Okay. <laughs> Although if we could make them magical, that would you be fantastic. Make oh, sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, so onto our personalized segment, 
uh, I just want to talk about like you and your job because you've mentioned a few different things and you intrigued us with a trip to Hawaii. Um, and so, I mean, we just we just got to know some more details. Uh, so can you tell us a bit about like what you do for a living, what, what your job is? Yep. So my profession is um, I'm in the healthcare and I work as a surgeon at Gunderson. Um, my specialty in surgery is um, is foregut and bariatric and, and laparoscopic surgery. So that's kind of complex. But um, by trade, it's called a general surgeon, but the general confuses people. Um, so, um, but what I like my, the bulk of my operative time is um, spent doing a handful of different things. I do bariatric surgery, which is the weight loss operations that are done. And I do um, what's called foregut surgery. So sur- surgery on part of the esophagus and the stomach. Um, patients with bad heartburn or reflux or where their stomach is herniated up in their chest. I, I'm the one who, they, who fixes those. And then the last couple of years, I've been doing um, robotic surgery and mainly for hernias. And it's been super fun to do robotic hernia surgery. What is it like when you say robotic surgery, are you transforming your patients slowly into robots like some sci-fi movie or are you using robotics to perform your surgeries? <laughs> I think you've, you've come up with a new idea for me here. Maybe sure. <laughs> turning people like cyborgs or something. Uh, so no, we, uh, so yeah, there's a robotic platform that we use to do um minimally invasive surgery and that's what i do anyway is i use little camera and instruments to operate it's like playing video games all day long (laughs) but uh but the robotic platform is that you know we make the small incisions that we attach the robot bring the arms and then i control those arms from the side of the patient oh very cool i saw i saw these little things i don't know if you've heard of this but you put your fingers in them and it's this little robot that has like pliers on its hands i don't know I saw that once and it was pretty cool. So that's similar to what we use. Yeah. So I just use the tips of my fingers to control the instruments. Sure. I I don't know what I'm talking about. So, (laughs) so that's that's actually very similar. Yeah. Sure. No, the the grips that we use, they have little loops and you put your fingers in there and you can, that's how you operate the instruments just with your fingers. Uh, So what have been some of your favorite parts of like being in the surgery field? Yeah, so um, surgery is actually a fairly tough profession. Um, you know, you have people's lives in your hands, literally. And, uh, but it's also very rewarding um, with the bariatric surgeries that I do. Well, you know, we're operating on people who have a lot of other medical problems like diabetes and um, high blood pressure and sleep apnea. And, um, and these patients, you know, they, um, they have to work real hard at it, but um, with, even with the surgery, but but often they come back and all of these other medical problems are either significantly improved or completely gone when I see them for follow-up. And, and it's just rewarding just to see people get their life back and be able to do things they've never been able to do or they haven't been able to do for a long time. So that's super rewarding. Sure. Um, so becoming a medical practitioner or surgeon uh, or general surgeon, that doesn't confuse me. I, I can look past the general. <laughs> okay. Um, but uh, it, I'm, I'm sure it requires quite a bit of schooling. What were some of your favorite parts about doing med school? Right. So I did medical school in Kansas City. Um, that was fun to um, go to Kansas City. I'd never uh, spent much time in the Midwest outside of visiting my mom's family about once every five years as a kid. Uh, but um, my favorite part of medical school was meeting Clarissa. 
Um, I met her while I was there. She had just graduated from BYU and her parents had moved to Kansas City while she was at BYU. And we ended up meeting and getting married. Um, medical school is pretty challenging. It's, um, I thought college was super fun because you'd go to classes for, on well, some days it was just two hours a day. And then my long days were like maybe six hours or eight, six to eight hours a day. But med school, it was just like from early in the morning to late in the afternoon. We were just in classroom the whole time. And then you had to go home and study. It was just like all include, like super intense. Um, but it was still, it was still fun. We would uh, get together with some other members of the church and there's a few of us medical students. And when you're in medical school, that's really you eat, drink and breathe that stuff. And so we would be like at dinners and we'd start talking about, you know, the cadavers that we were cutting up and all this stuff. And we, we weren't even thinking about, oh, this is kind of gross to talk about just because that's all we do. And other people would be like, uh, we're eating right now. Could you please talk about something different? <laughs> like, oh, sorry. <laughs> Sure. Did you enjoy being someone else uh, at that time, like the one other person on the planet who doesn't enjoy onions? Is that that was like, fantastic. <laughs> oh, that was, yeah, fantastic. <laughs> and then, uh, so you think medical school is hard, and then surgery residency, brutal. Like, it's, it takes it to the next level. So anybody who you meet who's a surgery resident, you can just say, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Unless you go through it, you just don't understand it. I guess. Sure. You just can't comprehend it. <laughs> uh, so, like, looking into the future, where would you say you see yourself in, like, five years? Five years from now, um, I will probably still be here doing the same thing, maybe trying to work a little bit less. But I don't know if that'll work or not. <laughs> <laughs> but probably doing the same thing I am right now. So I'll be 54 the time and probably have another seven years of work in me before I can retire at that point. Sure. <laughs> sure. Uh, well, those are all the questions I have for today. Thank you so much for recording. It's been fun, Sam. Sure. So. Uh, and then thank you to everyone at home for tuning in to today's episode and we'll see you next week.